Shut up and sit down. And welcome to the Black Swarm Podcast. I'm your host, Hank Pfeiffer, here with Rob Antonell and Jim Mitigli, who's definitely not going to be talking much. How you guys doing? Good, good. Ready to go. Uh, all right, let's get into it. What did you boys think of last Friday? Uh, it was obviously an impressive win for the Tigers. Um, you know, St. V is a pretty quality team. It didn't show on the scoreboard at the end of the game, but I think a lot of people around the state took notice of it. Yeah, they definitely, it wasn't like you can notice when a team's bad, and St. V's was not bad. I thought they played fairly well most of the night. Yeah, we kind of took them out of their element early. Uh, They wanted to try to run the ball on us. They wanted to run a lot of screens. We forced them to take deeper shots. We pressured their quarterback a lot. Uh, And after that, they started scrambling. You kind of mixed up their game plan. By the time the second half came around, they were trying stuff that you could tell just wasn't really in their playbook. It wasn't part of what they wanted to do. And uh, I think just forcing them out of what they wanted to do really hurt them. And, I mean, it showed our dominance on front. Oh, definitely. Our, our front seven played lights out all night. Uh, what was that you said about ISO killers? Uh, if you watch the film, I mean, our linebackers were just destroying um, when they tried to run ISO on us. I mean, their fullback by the end of the night was, like, intentionally whiffing on his blocks because he was tired of getting hit. Uh, I mean, our linebackers would meet their fullback in the backfield, knock him off balance, and then just our entire defense did a great job of swarming to the ball. So if the first guy didn't get him, there was always a couple other orange jerseys around him to make the play. Yeah, and I think they they I think they thought that going five wide a lot would have thrown us off a bit, but really the Ashland game in the last year's playoffs uh, and having most of our guys still on defense and knowing how to defend five wide, it didn't really work like they wanted it to. I thought we handled it fairly well. Um, I don't know how, I mean, usually you go into a game with like what, one check to five wide, but we kind of just from watching like the, the secondary, how they played uh, from play to play, it looked like we had multiple calls for different situations. Yeah, we did for sure. Uh, I mean, our coverage was outstanding. That's something that's probably going to go unnoticed uh, mm. because, you know, they didn't attempt to throw the ball as many times as they wanted to because our coverage was so good. Uh, you know, we always put pressure on the quarterback, so we we're constantly getting to him quickly. So he wasn't able to look for third, fourth options. Even if he did, if you rewatch the film, you know, we always had those receivers covered. They did a great job. But we did have different alignments, different coverages that we ran, even against their empty set. Uh, just based off if they're going left, right, where they positioned the halfback in the backfield, we looked at it in a different way. So, I mean, our coverage did an amazing job. And when you go five wide like that, you know, a lot of teams are going to force you into quicker passes. So our defensive backs got up in their face, kind of took away the quick stuff, and then we pressured the quarterback and, you know, forced him to run around for his life. Yeah, I uh, I thought Tyree did a... Uh yeah, Burroughs, uh, did a great job at corner, which that kind of caught me off guard, him starting at corner and not really seeing offense at all. Uh, what do you think of that? Because we, we imagined him going to be a real offensive weapon for us this year. Yeah, I mean, he's been playing corner uh, in all the scrimmages that I've seen so far. Uh, and, I mean, he definitely fit the part. We did a couple, like, cloud coverages with him, some mm-hmm. strong, hard cover twos with him as well. Uh, they like to do screens. They like to do bubbles. And we kind of had our corners playing up, and they were reading that short stuff right away. Safeties took away over anything over the top. And we blew apart a couple of their screens and bubble passes. So 
Uh, I, Tyree did a great play once on a, on a halfback screen. Yeah, he, he played avoided that. avoided a block. You know, kind of side shuffled another blocker. Ended up making the play, or you know, at least holding him up long enough for other people to get there. Yeah. So I mean, I think he definitely held his own with his speed. You know, he's gonna be able to run with anybody. So as long as he's you know able to run it, uh, run the coverages the way they're supposed to be, I think it's a perfect fit. Mm-hmm. And then it, just using him on uh, special teams as a returner. I mean, he had that big return for the touchdown, which I. I think that was the Saint. That was Saint V's like big momentum killer because they had just they just had a nice drive. They went down the entire field on us, scored. They were looking to come back, and we just Tyree made a nice play. And not to take away from the rest of the kick coverage because they all set up the blocking very nice. It wasn't just Tyree going out there go make a play, kid. It was everybody did their job. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean. The way that their coverage team, you know, ran down the field, it actually kind of changed the way we ran the play. Uh, their entire would have been our left, mm-hmm. returning side left. They all crashed down the middle of the field, which allowed us to go right around it down that left sideline. Uh, Kaishad Mack had an amazing block down the sideline. He ran with Tyree the whole way. I ended think, up getting uh, like a pancake block yeah. right there at the end. Uh, I think I mean, Andrew said he blocked like three different guys on that play. Yeah, I mean, just great effort play. He was running stride for stride, you know, a couple yards in front of Broyles mm-hmm. the whole way down the sideline. Got that pancake block right at the end. Uh, so Broyles was able to break away right past the kicker and score. Uh, I think special teams is, you know, it's always a big deal. I'm glad to see so far oh, yeah. it's been improved from last year. I mean, uh, you know, they expected Broyles to score after looking at the film. They thought he would have scored on the first one, too, if he didn't bobble the ball. And, uh, I mean, we made a great play defensively on kickoff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Trayvon Morgan made a great uh, chase down tackle on kickoff, uh, which saved a touchdown. And then three plays later, they threw an interception. So, you know, special teams can be a huge game changer either one way or another. Oh, yeah. It, it'll win you at least one game. Win or lose you at least one game a year. And it's good to see us playing this well this early in the season. Um Moving to offense, I think we did a couple new things, which I like to see. But beyond that, our uh, if our offense was any more vanilla, they'd sell it on the cone at Dairy Queen for a dollar. Yeah, uh, I mean, that, that was definitely a lot of our bread and butter. But I think yeah. that's what we're going to stick to for most of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we have a talented enough squad, a disciplined enough squad, that we're not going to have to run a lot of the elaborate stuff, especially not early on in the year. You know, St. V's did a pretty good job of taking away our screen passes. Mm-hmm. Are their corners and safeties played exceptional against the, our quick stuff? Yeah, I mean, when it comes to like the RPOs, besides the one that we ran up the scene to Dean mm-hmm. Clark, I mean, a lot of the tags and screens we had on the outside, those were yeah. taken away. Uh, I mean, luckily our line just did an outstanding job of dominating up front, and our running backs did a great job of hitting the hole. So in general, we were able to run you know the run plays out of mm-hmm. these and still have plenty of success but you know with the talent we have at receiver eventually that's going to come to bite a team if they keep pressing us like that you know no team in the state's going to be able to guard morgan ballard Broyles, clark you know yeah up close like that eventually somebody's going to break free ford you know you've seen in mm-hmm. the scrimmages uh saying ed's tried pressuring us a lot i think that was a good look uh, and, you know, we had a couple breakaways, a couple missed shots there, but I wouldn't expect too many teams to be able to press us for no. the majority of the year. Yeah, it's um, I, we have the talent. Like you said, we can throw all over kids. Uh, we, we ended up going 14 for 21. I think the regular standard drop back passing game, it was kind of hit or miss all night. Uh, I'd like to see that improve a little bit. Might be kind of against an inferior team like Glen Oak, uh, have the chance to do that. But um still it was nice to see zero pressure zero anything on the quarterback i think we just uh 
we got they got pressure up the middle one time and Aiden turned that into a nine yard scramble for a first down. So I blind played lights out all night. Yeah, I mean our pass protection has been amazing. I mean, going back to the scrimmages, our pass protection mm-hmm. has looked really good. So that's definitely a good sign. You know, we're going to pound the ball, we're gonna run a lot of power, we're gonna run on teams, and it's nice to know that, you know, we can also air it out. We have a great quarterback, we have a lot of threats uh, outside. And then our line is going to be able to hold up, you know, yeah. because you give our offense a couple of seconds with the pass pro, you know, you're going to find somebody open, especially with some of the more long drawn out routes that we have, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're very hard for a high school team to cover. And I think uh, to that point are the first touchdown to Ford. Uh, that was the second time that game we ran that play. The first time we ran it where we had the tight end uh, and then motion Morgan across the formation. Yeah. Uh, we ran that on the first third down of our first drive. The It was like a corner out mm-hmm. that Morgan ran from the slot, kind of flashed open. That's why Aiden threw it. But they their defense played it great. Their safety and corner came crashing down on it. But right after uh, Aiden let go on that ball, you saw <coughs> Ford flash mm-hmm. open just running down the field. So I'm assuming our coaches saw that starred circled smiley face that play then we came back the next drive hit it we hit it over the top i'm sure somebody said on the sideline to aiden like hey this is going to be open so in that extra second of pass pro let him stand in the pocket wait for it to flash open like it did and touchdown yeah definitely i mean we missed it the first opportunity the second time you know coaches recognized it you know they talked a long well long well probably recognized it himself to be yeah. honest right afterwards and you know that they're like we're going to come back to it you know let it develop for one more second or you know read that safety first hmm. you know the issue is with some of those plays is you you know the initial read was probably morgan on that out yeah. you know you see him break open for a second that's mm-hmm. your first read give it to him you know sometimes that happens it looks um, similar, you, similar to a flood concept yeah and then you come back to top it, down not the vertical first right yeah so you come back to it later and boom you got him right up the seam so mm-hmm. i mean that's, that's a great job all around of recognizing uh being able to come back to a play and doing a different read for it mm-hmm. and then uh the other the other touchdown i really liked was where we put clark at the wing and we just ran to we put him at the wing at the right, ran to the left. You're reading that backside linebacker, and Clark just runs a little pop pass type thing yeah. where you just like run out, and look for the ball when you pass the backer. If he crashes, throw it to more or throw it to Clark. Thirty yard touchdown. I think that's going to be something that's going to be tough to defend all year because how strong our line is, how good our run game is. That if that linebacker ha- stays back to defend that pop pass. We're going to have running lanes all night, and if they want to crash down on the run, uh, touchdown. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's, you know, obviously one of the big parts about uh, the RPO, especially that style right there. Mm-hmm. You know, that backside backer or strong side backer, whichever side it was, you know, he's going to have to read, read. He's going to have to read the run, and, you know, attack, mm-hmm. or, you know, he's going to read that. Uh, that pop pass, pop pass yeah. coming out of the backfield. You know, whichever one you do, that's fine. We're mm-hmm. going to exploit it. You know, so eventually, you know, teams are going to be hesitant, and we're going to be getting three, four yards of carry before contact just because of that fact. Linebackers are on their heels, waiting to see those pop passes, expecting something. You know, or teams are going to start bringing safeties up. 
mm-hmm. and then that's when we go over top you know so everything's setting up something else you know you try to take one thing away we're going to do something else that's that's the whole basis of an offense and i think we're going to do a great job of this year just because we're so well balanced and i know in the spring the coach said they wanted to emphasize the rpo more in our offense uh I, we ran that concept kind of similar last year but from more a a uh, four wide trips type thing. I know uh, Kutcher had a big like twenty yard catch and run against Boardman with using that same concept. But it's just nice to see us like integrating it in different ways, different looks. Yeah, I mean it's it's just so difficult to defend. You know, you're gonna have to either try to take one away or the other, or you're just gonna have to play it safe yeah. and, and wait. And you know, when you're doing that, you're not really defending either of them. So you know, you mm-hmm. if you're hesitant whatsoever, you're gonna get ran on. And, you know, we have the team to do it. So it's not like you can just go one way or the other. You know, we have the ability to throw the ball very well. So you can't just bank on the fact that you're going to have good coverage or it's going to be a bad throw because, you know, we're going to kill you all night with it. At the same time, you can't sit back and let us run all over you. So, I mean, it's going to take a really decent defense to be able to stop that. And uh, on the same RPO note, I really liked what we did when we got down kind of more into the red zone and uh, we went with our two fullback set and just running power all night there. Uh, we actually had our outside receivers just run vertical. And when you get down to the red zone, those safeties, especially quarters team, are running up. They're more playing the run. They're going to be out of position to help out, uh, help their corner out on anything from what the receiver does. So... We, I think Morgan scored. It all it is is uh, read. Uh, Aiden just reads the, you know, read the safety. If he comes up on the run, just throw up a 50-50 ball to Morgan. And when you're throwing to a guy that's six foot thirteen, it's less of a 50-50 ball, more a, you know, 70-30. Yeah, you know, we got down to I don't, I don't know where we were. What inside the ten? You think I, for that? I think I, right around ten. We're, yeah. yeah, we were pretty close in there. You know, at once you get that close. You know, honestly, on the outside, you're not mm-hmm. going to have a lot of safety help as a corner, and you know that. Yeah. Uh, you're banking on the safety to be there for a slant, but you know, you know, anything over the top of fade into the corner, that's all you. Mm-hmm. And they're going to give Aiden, you know, that free reign all year to, you know, hey, if they're stacking the box, you know, hey, if, if they got a, a pretty short corner, uh, you know, just toss it up. And you have that on both sides. You have Morgan. I mean, he's six foot seven, mm-hmm. a D one receiver on one side. You know, you can toss it up to him. You have a pretty good chance of him getting it. On the other side, you got Ballard. I think they have him listed at like six two. You know, yeah. it's you. You wouldn't imagine that being as as big of a matchup as Morgan. But mm-hmm. I mean, he's a freak athlete. You know, he's going to come down with that. You and know, he's over half the time as well. And so. he's just so long too. It, again, you can put the ball up a little higher than you would for a normal six two receiver, and he can go and get it. Yeah, I mean, I think right now Morgan, you know, he's he's a little bit better at using his body. Mm-hmm. Ballard, you know, he's an athletic player. He likes to get open in space. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure how good he is at positioning himself, you know, to get that that corner, mm-hmm. you know, fade. But I mean, he's a freak athlete. He'll be able to go up, and you know, he's just gonna out athleticize most corners that are one on one against him. Yeah. You know, and then uh, with that, we have a great power running game as well. So you know, same concept. You know, take the yards where you can. You always have the chance of throwing it up. Mm-hmm. And it, the read is really tough on that safety, too, because, I mean, he's we're running power. He's reading run. He's crashing down to fill, so he can't get back and help out on the fade. Yeah, I mean, honestly, most almost never is a safety going to be able to make that play anyway. No. Uh, you know, they're there to take away the inside routes, the crossing routes. They're more for run support once mm-hmm. you get inside the 10-yard line. Uh, 
but yeah, I mean, same concept. Is they're they're not going to be much of a factor. And if they start shading our receivers, then you're able to run against a weaker box. I, so same concept. And I think it was Fitch last year. You saw true double coverage against Morgan down in the red zone. So that again, that's taken away a safety just completely out of the box. And another part of it is how often as a corner do you get the chance to practice defending the jump ball against someone that's six 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 seven? Yeah, I mean. It doesn't happen very often. I mean, you're kind of taught a general technique, at least when we played. Mm-hmm. You know, you're trying. It's the same concept as them just running a fade, except for you know it's shorter. You know it's probably going to be a jump ball situation. Yeah. You're going to try to force them to the sideline. You're going to, you know, try to squeeze them as much as possible. But at the end of the day, you know, if the receiver runs a good route, if he doesn't let you push him into the sideline, it just becomes a jump ball. Or mm-hmm. if he really runs the route well, quarterback throws it right, it could even be over the shoulder into the corner. So, I mean, it, it's not easy to defend. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you have a quarterback that can throw a good ball, you have a receiver that can run a decent route, just their pure athleticism is going to give them a good chance. And to your point about not getting pushed around, after you pointed that out to me at the St. Ed scrimmage, I did look for that. And Morgan, he didn't lose ground on the sideline. He stayed at the top of the numbers. That's where he caught the ball at. Yeah, I mean, that's huge. I mean, that's something that I don't think receivers are taught well enough at a young enough age. Mm-hmm. You know, when you run your fade route, you always have to leave room towards the sideline. You know, receivers want to generally run away from the defender, and the defender squeezing you to your sideline, and eventually you just end up tiptoeing down the sideline the whole way. Quarterback has nowhere to throw the ball. You know, it would be better to have the corner all over you but still have five yards between you and the sideline where the quarterback can put the ball. And, you know, that's just a tough concept for young receivers to grasp. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, yeah, some, you know, Morgan does a great job. He's gotten a lot bigger since mm-hmm. last year, and he's learned to use his body a lot better than he did in the past. So, and really beyond that, we just, uh, that's going to be a nightmare for DCs to defend. They're, like we said, you're going to have to pick which one do you want to take away. And, I mean, I wouldn't want to defend against our offense. Uh, Really, we just power, 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 inside zone, power, power, power. That's generally how the rest of our game plan went. And when a team basically knows you're going to run something against them and they can't stop it, that's a morale killer right there. I, I think after a while they were just starting to hang their heads on the sidelines and not really like, we can't stop these cats. What are we doing here? Yeah, I mean, we are we're just a bigger, stronger, faster team and we're tougher and it, it showed, you know, in that front seven, you know, St. V, I mean, they're they're no joke. They they had some big linemen, you know, they had some good linebackers as well. They had a good fullback. Yeah. Just any time they tried blocking us, they couldn't. They couldn't get a push on us. Our defense line did a great job. Uh, our center our nose tackle did a really good job of taking on double teams. He split a couple dub teams and made mm-hmm. plays in the backfield, you know. Uh, their left guard was like 320 pounds, and there was one play specifically where he's he ripped right through that double team, pushed this 320 pound kid right out of the way, went through a double team, made a play. You know, their fullbacks, their pool guards, they're just getting killed every time they went up into the hole trying to lead block. So we stuffed everything in the backfield. We spilled a lot of their runs, which is exactly what we want to do as a defense. Yeah, and then we did a great job of swarming to the ball. So mm-hmm. we spilled it, we contained it. And, you know, he didn't have anywhere to go. He was trapped in a box. 
You know, they said that he, he ran for like 130 yards on us last year. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, he only ran for 10, 15, something like that, like 10 yards, 15 yards. That's not and, a uh, football I mean, game. Yeah, he's, he's a Division One running back. And uh, when our coaches were asked what we did differently this year, mm-hmm. they said nothing. We did the exact same defense. We're just that much more disciplined this year. Everybody's in the right spot at the right time. Everybody does their job. And, you know, when you do your defense the right way, everybody has their gap. Everybody does their contain. Everybody pursuits the ball. You know, there's just nowhere to go. And, you know, we're not going to get outmatched by anybody we play this year. So as long as we continue to play that fundamental defense, Mm -hmm. I mean, we we have a great chance in every game. Yeah, it's going to be hard for a team to really do much against us. I think I kind of implied it last year on the last podcast that our defense was, like, you know, good but not, like, lights out. I think they kind of proved me wrong there. They played lights out. Yeah, after watching the film, I mean, yeah. I, I was amazed that, you know, how well we did. We weren't just in the right spots, but we were doing the right things. I mean, we were knocking their players off balance. You know, they tried mm. pulling a guard. They tried wrapping a fullback, and we would just knock them off balance. We'd fill the hole, you and, know. So physically, we were perfectly fine, and we did everything the right way, you know, I also had concerns about our defense, but I mean, our coverage was amazing last week. I mean, we were stride for stride with their receivers every single play. So, I mean, I'm excited to see what we do the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, this week will be, you know, a different type of matchup. Yeah. But, I mean, it's going to be exciting just to see if we can keep up that same level of play. And I speaking of this week, uh, I know you went to the Booster Club meeting. I saw a little bit of the... Uh, a little bit of the game Glen Oak played against Whitmer. Uh, what, what was your takeaway from him? Uh, didn't see a whole lot of film on Glen Oak's first game. You know, they lost 41-10, to 10, I believe, against Whitmer. Uh, you know, they say that the game was a lot closer than that, mm-hmm. than the score says. They said Glen Oak physically matched up really well with Whitmer. They didn't get pushed around. You know, they're just so inexperienced. Glen Oak only has a couple returning starters, yeah, and I think they're all linemen. So Just, you know, so they're skill players. Their quarterback, it's all new. Mm-hmm. They had five turnovers, so yeah. you know that's absolutely going to kill a game. They did lose forty-one to ten, you know, but that doesn't show the full story. No, you know, they're inexperienced team. They're going to make mistakes like that, especially the first week. Five turnovers, you know, you can't expect them to do that every single week. And that was really like my impression. They couldn't get out of their own way, you know. They just kept, like you said, making mistakes. Yeah, you know, I mean, it doesn't appear that Glen Oak's going to be the best team that we see all year. You know, they're, they're probably having what they would call a down year over yeah. there uh, just because they're so young, they're so inexperienced. Uh, I mean, their quarterback, he's a, he's a pretty good runner. He's a scrambler. Mm-hmm. He can throw the ball. He'll complete some passes, but he's not a great passer. No, his arm did not impress me whatsoever. Yeah, he's got a weird throwing motion, but, I mean, he gets the ball there. I mean, I, I saw him make a couple of good timed throws, mm. some short hitches, um, they, um, but they're not going to drop back and throw on us. Yeah. Uh, they're definitely not going to nickel and dime us. So they're kind of they're going to use their speed. They have two good, fast receivers. Mm. They're going to take their shots deep with them. So, I mean, we got to just take away the home run ball and force them to march all the way down the field on us, and that's not something that their offense is really set to do. And I, it was the one play that they scored on Whitmer on, which we run our quick screen, and then we have the quick screen fake <coughs> off that. Yeah, They run the same basic 
play concept with the bubble screen. And that yeah, was the really entire, similar. Yeah, Whitmer just bit on the bubble screen and the twice. Uh, twice. They didn't score the first time. Oh. The, the guy got chased down on like the twenty yard line, but gotcha. they ran the exact same play later in the game. Mm-hmm. They scored on it, and I thought at least that play he threw a pretty ball then. So if the kids got time to you know drop back and find somebody open screaming down the field, that might be something. But he's not going to have that opportunity much, if yeah. at all. I mean the way that our defense played last week, the way our, our mm-hmm. defensive backs covered the ball, and at the same time, I mean, I think we're going to give them some of the shorter routes. Yeah. You know, we're going to try to play for that home run ball just because, like I said, their offense is not equipped to nickel and dime us all the way down the field. They're not going to run the ball on us very well, especially up the middle. They're going to do a lot of side-to-side action. They're going to do mm-hmm. QB runs. The QB is going to scramble. They're going to do some jet sweeps. From I mean, what I saw, they were very QB run heavy. Like A lot of their run game revolved around him. Uh, not even necessarily option plays, but straight like QB run calls. Yeah, they're they're going to design some runs for him. I mean, that's that's something they've done in the past as well. You know, mm-hmm. when they had their last quarterback, they tried doing a lot of that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, so they they put their I don't want to say best athlete, but you know, one of their best playmakers back there, quarterback. Yeah, he's serviceable when throwing the ball, but that's that's really not his strong point. Mm-hmm. So they're going to just try to put the ball in his hands, let him make plays. And I mean, I think our defense is so well disciplined so far that they'll be able to contain him. I don't think he's going to get out very often. You know, no. it's, it's obviously going to probably happen once or twice. It always does. Mm-hmm. You know, an athletic quarterback always finds his way to make a move once or twice. Uh, but at the same time, you know, they're not going to run the ball up the middle against us very well, and they're not going to nickel and dime us. So, I know one play they like to do uh, last week against Whitmer was go five wide, show the jet motion, and then run the power option off that which I'll be interested to see how we defend it because the power option would kind of gave us some problems last year. It was the teams that could run it successfully went up and down the field on us against it or with it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely going to be exciting. You know, Glen Oak, we always play them tough. They always play us tough. Mm. Uh, I would say that, you know, I, I definitely think we're the better team. You know, Glen Oak is having a down year, but, you know, it's at Glen Oak. Uh, so, you know, they're going to have that home field advantage. They're, they're playing at home. And, uh, you know, it's just always a tough matchup. You know, a lot of <laughs> referees. <laughs> a lot of their uh, coaches have masculine backgrounds. So it's always mm-hmm. a big it's always a big game when these two schools meet. You know, I, I just think as the game goes on, we're going to wear them down. They have a lot of two-way players. Yeah. You know, their two best linemen go both ways. Their quarterback also starts as their cornerback. Um, you know the receiver Braden Fox. Uh, mm-hmm. He's he's one. He's a Fox kid. His uh, uncle is Dustin. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, he's got. He's only a sophomore. You know, he's a name you're gonna see a lot the next two years. They think you know he's pretty good right mm-hmm. now. They think he's gonna be great in the future. He goes both ways. You know, their tight end is also their like rover safety. Yeah. Uh, He goes both ways. And they run a different uh, defense from what we've seen in the years past. They used to run like a 3 4 under front, uh, usually base with quarters coverage behind it, which is actually what we run when we switched to our four man front. Mm -hmm. This year they're running a 3 3 5 odd stack, which um, we'll probably see that a couple times this year. This will be a nice test uh, that we get to see this look early, Uh, but it's. You're going to be facing eight-man boxes a lot. They like to base out of cover three. Uh, they will roll to quarters sometimes. I think more when they when you see four wide, you get that look a bit. But um, 
it'll be interesting to see how we face kind of one of the more niche fronts this year. Yeah, I mean, they've run the same defense forever over there with that coaching staff, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, supposedly, the defensive coordinator might not be there anymore. Uh, Kovacs, he was, he was here for a couple years. We ran that same yeah. 3-4 defense when he was here. Uh, but they they switched their defense this year. Now with that, uh, I mean, that 3-3-5, three, three, that, that's similar to, like, what um, Austin Town yeah, usually ran. runs, right? Mm-hmm. And some people say, like, McKinley's running. Is yeah. it McKinley like running a three three five this year? They, I, they switched to that this rumor, year. Yeah. The rumor is, yep. yeah. So I mean, it's definitely good that we're going to see it. Mm-hmm. And you know, we played Fitch the last couple of years, so yeah. we kind of already have an idea of what to look for. You know, it seems like we've always had a decent time running against Fitch. Mm-hmm. So and, you know, we'll see what every, happens. Every team kind of seems to run the three three five a little different. Uh, some teams will because you usually don't base out of just sending three, even though you only have three down. You usually send a back or two. Some guys will shift the front, walk a guy down. Uh, Glen Oak, they seem like just from uh, the Whitmer game, they line everybody up, keep them there, and then they'll send a, a backer at the snap. So you don't know who's coming from where, generally. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of our protections are, you know, they'll be prepared for that kind of idea. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I wasn't a lineman, but I, I remember some of the different protections that we did mm-hmm. when I played. Uh, I know you're not a fan of all of them, but you know it seems like everybody has an idea of where they need to slide or where oh, yeah. where the running back needs to pick up from. Mm-hmm. So you know, even sending an extra guy, we should be able to pick it up not just fine. So I mean, it's nothing we haven't seen before. You it, know, it's, it's nothing amazing yeah. that has never been seen before. I think we we'll be fine. It's not a problem of how you like game plan against it. It's more of just like this would be good to see how the kids react to it and you know, live fire. Just yeah, definitely. It's just different enough. That you know, it's going to be a good look for us, a good experience, good learning moment. Yeah. Uh, for as the year goes on, we'll be able to, we'll be mm-hmm. used to seeing more different things. But against a team like this, I mean, I would still, you're going to run power against it. We're going to run power against everybody, regardless of what they run. But you know, we're, you're going to see our power um, against a cover three team. You, I would try and go four verts, attack the seams if they don't want to roll to cover four against that. Uh, and really, I would go after that quarterback a lot lined up a corner uh either try and have him run with ballard run the quick screen at him something but you just make him make him have a long night is what i'd like to see yeah definitely i mean their entire secondary is new this year mm-hmm. they're not returning any players in the secondary and all four actually all five because they kind of have that three safety look yeah uh, so all five of their defensive backs go both ways so, I mean, it's going to be a long night. You know, their quarterback is one of them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you can wear him down, you can go at him a couple of times. You know, it's, you know, this probably isn't the right thing to say. But honestly, you know, people get banged up playing defense. You know, you stub yeah. a finger, uh, you know, you jam your, your wrist. It, it, when you're a defender, you know, you kind of suck it up and keep going, right? Mm-hmm. But then right after that, if you have to go play quarterback and you got a, a bent pinky, or something you know it just makes life yeah. a little bit harder you know so i mean it's just it's just part of the game mm-hmm. but yeah you definitely want to wear him down you're going to tire him out you're probably going to go at him a lot so i mean even, I mean, even their backup defensive backs mm-hmm. go both ways so they're just going to substitute one out for another eventually we're going to wear these guys out you know their their defensive line uh, all plays offensive line so you know we're going to be running power at them you know, we're going to be taking them out. It, it's going to be a long game for them just because they have so many players going both ways. You're probably going to be seeing late in the second half and maybe midway through the third quarter a lot of those kids sucking sucking wind. 
they're yeah. going to be looking for air. Yeah, I mean, to... it's supposed to be hot. It's supposed to be real hot, warm this week. You know, I, I don't have the exact weather for Friday, but I know it's supposed to be warm the rest of the week. So, you know, it, it's going to be hot. It's going to be humid. They're going to get tired. We're going to go right at them. And, you know, even the best players have a hard time going both ways against a physical team. I know last week on the podcast I told our fans to go drink a Pedialyte <laughs> for the, uh, you know, pregame festivities. Now I would tell our kids to go drink a Pedialyte and get ready and oh, nice they are. hydrated for uh, Friday. Yeah, it's already been noted. You know, it's kind of cliche. Every, yeah. every team says this. But, I mean, they're saying they're going to hydrate more this week. Um, another thing of note, you know, just a random thought for the fans mm-hmm. that might not remember it. Uh, the away stands at Glen Oak early in the game stares right into the sun. Yep. So, you know, wear a hat, wear your sunglasses, whatever it may be. That sun beats right down on your face until it starts to go down. So, I mean, just another factor that's in play. That's more for the fans, but, yeah. you know, it's something to take note of. You know, you don't want to sit there and say, oh, I forgot my hat in the car. Mm-hmm. Bring the sunglasses, people. Um, I mean, that's about all I got on them. Uh, Are there special teams? There's special teams. Uh, I didn't really see much on them. It's only a little bit about special teams. Uh, they have a good kicker, so that's worth noting. Um, they have a pretty good kicker. Supposedly, we're not going to return a lot of kicks on him. He kicks a lot into the end zone. A right. uh, pretty solid field goal kicker as well. Uh, they run their kickoff the same way that St. V does. It's pretty similar. The yeah. way that we, we're going to do the same mm-hmm. against their kickoff that we did against St. V, most likely. Um, but there, there might be a few little hiccups that they do. Chances are we're not going to get many return opportunities against them. Yeah. Uh, their punt, they had a couple. They they lined up on punt incorrectly a couple times last week. But, you know, that's obviously something they're going to correct. It, it didn't go unnoticed. They fixed it, you know, before the, before the game ended. Um, besides that, you know, usually Glen Oak's a pretty well-coached team, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to, like, special teams. You know, you got a lot of ex-Maxlin guys there, yeah. people that coach at Maxlin. You know, a lot of things go both ways. And, uh, you know, a lot of your smarter coaches take special teams really seriously. So even if they aren't athletically the best team, even if they don't have the deepest roster, chances are they're going to be coached pretty well on the things like special teams. That's and and that's good to see. You know, you you don't like to see teams that just take special teams as you know they're optional. It, uh, yeah, like I mean, it was said earlier. You know, this was a quote by one of the coaches when we played. You know, special teams mm-hmm. will either win or lose you one game a year, guaranteed. Yeah. So I mean, you got to take it serious because that will define one game every single year. The team that is better at it, you know. You're gonna you're gonna get that huge advantage, especially like even if that isn't the reason you win, it can be the momentum swing like last yeah. week where you you score that touchdown on them and it just completely swings momentum for the rest of the game. And to really drive this home, I think last year the game that lost the game that we lost on special teams was Winton Woods. Our we didn't really have much of you know punt coverage punt team the the little pooch punt we tried they they were so much faster than us as a team that we just tried to a few some niche things that didn't work at all but their start their average starting field position was at the 50 yeah i mean we definitely didn't do great at it i i don't think that's the reason we lost but it it did it it, was a big factor it was a game that really emphasized you know, a swing based off of it, you know, yeah. when they were starting at the 50 yard line every single time, 
you know that that's just hard to stop Mm -hmm. you know so i think that really shows the emphasis of what could happen you know every week if you don't have a good special teams yeah exactly um i mean that's about all i got anything you have anything else i I mean i just have a couple notes on their roster Mm -hmm. um i mean they have two pretty quick fast receivers you know Braden fox he's he's the fox family Mm-hmm. He's he's a sophomore, 6'2", 180. Uh, they have another kid, uh, Nucci Smith. He's a senior. He's he's fast. They like to use him down the sideline. He's the one that caught uh, those two fake screen, fake bubble passes yeah. last week. Um, they have three different running backs, so they kind of rotate. Mm-hmm. None of them are really standout guys. No one enough. Nobody really stood out enough that they have no problem going five wide. Yeah, definitely. You know, they run the spread more this year than they have in the years past. Mm. And, and, you know, they're known for running the spread here lately. Uh, They have a pretty good tight end. Uh, He's 6'3", 210. He had a pretty good um, RPO pop pass last week against Whitmer. Gotcha. Uh, He also goes both ways. He's their their third safety. He plays down in the box a little bit more, I believe. Uh, I mean, their line, they have a couple kids with decent size. Um, I mean, their left tackle... It, this is going to be his third year starting. He's 6'4", 285. You know, With, he, yeah. he goes both ways. He's a stud. Uh, their right guard, 6'3", 260, two-year starter. He's pretty good as well. Uh, their left guard is new. He's a sophomore, 5'10", 210 pounds. Uh, blitz, 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 yeah, blitz, they, blitz, blitz, blitz. Don't blitz. expect, you know, don't expect him to no. do anything great this week. Yeah, I mean, they're, you're going to attack him. Their center, he started last year, but he's still not a mm-hmm. great lineman. Uh, their right tackle is 5'11", 325. So, a little tree stump in there. Yeah. Uh, he's the biggest guy on their line. Mm-hmm. He's also one of the shorter ones. And going to uh, be one of the slower ones, probably. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't see any film on him, but you would just assume that you know he's probably a little bit slower. I think from what I saw in the film, they're they like to pull the backside tackle more on run plays than they do the guards. Well, if that's the case, they're probably pulling the left tackle and not the right tackle. But yeah. you know, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, either way, their left tackle and right guard, those are the linemen that are pretty decent. They're mm-hmm. pretty good. They both they both go both ways though. Uh, they both play uh, defensive end. They're pretty solid on defense as well. Uh, I mean. Most the players that I named off so far, you know, they go both ways. Those are your better players. Yeah, they don't have a lot of depth on this mm-hmm. team, you know. So they got players going both ways. They're young, and uh, I mean, they're just forced to play their best players both ways. They have no option. Yeah. So I mean, they have a good kicker, like I said. Uh, just expect them to do a lot of side to side stuff. They're going to do mm-hmm. some fake screens. They're going to try to throw the deep ball against us, and they're just going to take shots. I'd imagine they're not going to go hurry up that much. Try and give their kids, you know, a opportunity to take a second when they can control the tempo take a breath you know gather yourself and be ready for the next play and the other side of that coin i think i'd like to see us go a little bit hurry up more just to keep these kids off balance to keep them really you really want to see them suck and win you know just yeah i mean on one end you definitely want to you know do that up tempo paced yeah at the same time slowing the game down mm-hmm. and just hammering it away at their line yeah. You know, that the same same idea works. You know, you're running the clock. Mm-hmm. You're just running right at their linemen every single play. You're tiring them out. You know, 
sometimes that can be better worse than you know going up tempo but well i mean it's you you use tempo yeah, to your it, advantage like definitely. i'd say early hit tempo a little more uh, just really have them running up and down the field that's if you can if you can run tempo you know if you go a quick three and out then it, throw it out the window but if you can success, successfully convert run tempo and uh get these kids moving defending a lot early then you can really slow it down later in the game and just keep hammering the ball at them yeah definitely i mean i i think that we're gonna have a great game plan going into it mm. i think we have a pretty big advantage going into this game as well uh so i think we're just gonna pick and choose what we're gonna do to you know really tire them out and just wear them down i think we'll have our pickings at what we want to do offensively now me and uh andrew were having this discussion a couple days ago we i know we didn't run much against uh st v's and i we just powered hammered the ball home and just stayed fairly vanilla even though we touched on a couple things would you I'm more a fan of that. Like, don't show things if you don't have to. He made the point that, you know, put a lot of stuff on film. Make uh, future teams have to look at things, you know, it, uh, make them have to game plan for more. Uh, where do you fall on that? I I agree both ways with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd probably lean towards not showing things. You know, you get a team to game plan very strongly for one thing and then yeah. you come out and you just completely mix it up on them and you start hitting them with all the stuff they haven't seen mm-hmm. most teams most coaching coaching staffs aren't able to make those adjustments on the fly yeah you know so we're good enough that we'll be able to beat most teams just with our bread and butter mm-hmm. you know and then even when it comes down to you know the playoffs playing good teams whoever it may be you know we're still good enough that we're going to be able to run power on them successfully yeah. It's everything else that we run with it. Uh, you know, that's just going to be the icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. So I, I'd say not showing stuff is probably more up my way. At the same time, I understand what he was saying because yeah. as a coach, if you're trying to get your players to game plan and get used to a hundred different things, it's, their heads know, are going to be spinning. And yeah. You know, they're trying to remember how to do this for this. And, you know, a lot of teams are just going to run, you know, a base defense and read it as it goes anyway. Mm-hmm. But. I mean, I, I think the less we show, the better. You know, it's going to be a long season. We're all expecting yeah. it to be a long season, and teams just get better as you go on. So, you know, save it. We'll get there, and, uh, you know, we'll catch teams off off guard with new stuff. And then the next week, you know, the team might be prepared for it, but whatever. We just keep adding more, yeah. or we just beat them, even though they know what all of our plays are. That I, I think that we're on the right path. There's no need to show much, especially mm-hmm. against some of the teams we have on the schedule this year. So, uh, I mean, save it, stick with the bread and butter. Hey, I'm right there with you. I mean, like, you know, go nine weeks without a tight end and then against McKinley, come out and run a tight end up and down the field all game. You know? Just... Um, well, you got anything for the fans? Uh, I mean, just a couple random a couple random things here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like I said, you know, the sun's going to be beating down at Glen Oak yep. early on in the game. So, you know, bring a hat or bring sunglasses or just expect to be staring in the sun. Um, I'd say even on that, like, the same thing, hydrate, just the sun beating down on you is going to be, even if you're not, like, you know, drinking or doing anything that would dehydrate you, it's going to be, it's going to dehydrate you more than just sitting there without the sun. Yeah. Uh, so, a couple other things. Uh 
the Bonanza coupons, mm-hmm. you know, they just started last week. They're in the independent. They're in the repository. Um, all you have to do is clip out the little Maslin Tiger OB Bonanza coupon. They have buckets up at the stadium. They also have a collection bucket at the Booster Club meetings. Uh, I highly recommend going to the Booster Club meetings because you'll be able to see a lot of the things that uh, we've been talking about here tonight. They, oh, yeah. they go over film. They go over the opponent, you know, better than we can. Uh, I definitely recommend going to that. It's every Monday night at 7 o'clock at the high school. Uh, but clip out the Bonanza coupons. Maslin has won five years in a row. They're looking to win for the sixth year in a row. It's a free $2,000 that gets donated to the school that wins. So, I mean, it's just easy money. All you have to do is clip out the Tiger coupon that's in the paper that you have on your front porch. Which means less taxes for you people out there. So this does benefit you. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, you, you can turn those in at the stadium, turn them in at the Booster Club. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, they're starting to collect for the food drive for the McKinley um, food battle. Yeah, which we um, usually win. No, we don't. Oh, well, we, we win the blood one almost oh, every okay, year. The food yeah, one, right. the food one goes back and forth. I got that swapped. Uh, yeah, the food one goes back and forth. So they collect canned goods. I think they're also collecting just cash. I guess $1.00. <laughs> equals seven pounds of food so i imagine you can just donate cash as well i i don't know what the official rule is on that um to go with it uh the booster club will have a bus to the lewisville game Mm -hmm. not something you might have thought about uh you know it's not that far yeah but supposedly the parking is impossible in lewisville and it's gonna be week nine it's gonna be dark you know, some mm. some people don't like driving in the dark. Some people don't want to have to hassle of finding a parking spot. I know, I'm so, when you guys drive. Yeah, so uh, the Sorry. they'll have a bus going to Louisville. It's twenty dollars for a round trip. You know that doesn't include your ticket, but it does get you there. You get dropped off at the gate. You get picked up at the gate. So I mean, it's not a bad deal. Um, last week on Friday, MaslinTigers.com mm-hmm. broke the record for most views in a day. They had 9,600 views on Friday and 4,000 more on Saturday. And these are all, these are all separate people. Yeah. So it's not one it's person, not one dude getting it's on not one person yeah. getting on 30 times in the same day. It's, you know, 9,600 9, on Friday, mm-hmm. different people went to MaslinTigers.com and checked it out. And just shout out them. I mean, they have all like the, all the stats some in-depth stuff. Uh, that's like where I found the fuel position mm-hmm. uh, stat. It's, it, if you like looking at stats and, you know, kind of diving into who did what in the game, it's, I'd recommend going there and checking it out. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Facebook has been very interactive. We have a lot of people all over the world interacting with the Booster Club's Facebook page. Also, Nate Moore, mm-hmm. his personal Facebook page. Uh, the video of the scoreboard after the game that had the fireworks going off in the background, that had over 10,000 Facebook interactions. So, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty big thing. If, you, if you're not already yeah. you know following one of these accounts online, I'd recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, oh. they, they also have the live stream going on. So if you live outside of 30 miles from here, you know, if you have friends, family that live far away, they can watch the game live on the Internet. Uh, they didn't have any stats on that, but there was a lot of good feedback. People that lived in, you know, Florida, North Carolina, Arizona. Yeah. There was a guy in Japan that was watching it. You know, an old, it was a guy from Maslin watching mm-hmm. it in Japan. So 
I mean, it's just another great way for, you know, Maslin fans to keep in touch with the team. It, you mentioned the scoreboard earlier. I, uh, going into all last week, I was, like, looking at pictures of the setup, how are they they were going to display things. I didn't think it was going to work out as well as it did. You I, you could actually see it well. I mean, I have a few suggestions of how it could be laid out better, but, you know, that's just me being nitpicky. Overall, I thought the score new scoreboard looked good. Um, I can't wait for the new sound system. You could read it from the north lot, so. Yeah, I mean, it, it did work out better than what some of the videos and pictures I saw. Um, so I was happy about that. Supposedly there were a couple of things that weren't working on the scoreboard. Um, they, they're getting them resolved. Um, a couple of them, there was just a switch that needed to be, ah, you know, flipped yeah. on. Um, a few other things. They have the scoreboard people. They're coming out to fix. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the scoreboard got installed, you know, a couple of days before the first game. Yeah. We, they didn't have much time to really mess with it, get experience with it. So it's only going to get better as the year goes on. But I was also happy to see that it was it was a lot more readable mm-hmm. than what some of the pictures I saw were. So, I mean, it, it's obviously an amazing feature for us to have, and it's only going to get better. And, you know, I, I'm excited to see all the cool things we can do with it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's about it. You got anything, Jim? Nope. I bet how many of you forgot he was here? Probably all of them. Yeah. All right, so uh, we'll see everybody Friday night, and uh, beat Glen Oak, huh? Beat Glen Oak. Go Tigers.